0: Oh, Ben Golden. What have we done? We, <laughs> the train has wrecked. I cannot believe it. Um, so, uh, Jimmy Goulabon, number one in the country. Um, it's funny. When, when I was originally, I kind of, I do a, a kind of a rough ranking. Um, I get things in order. I get all the results filled in, and then Ben comes on, and we kind of, we tighten things up a little bit, and I had Jimmy at five, and I was like, I felt pretty good about that. I thought he slotted in fine behind Hile, and then we could have just, you know, here's the thing, Ben. We could have just left it at that, and no one would have said no one would have said boo about it. <laughs> Nobody would have said word one. And honestly, had you not mentioned it. You know, and and made me look a little bit deeper. I don't, I don't know if I would have even caught it, and but ah, but we did it. We did it, and we had him at two for a while, and then we were talking and talking some more. And you asked, you said, why why is Levon uh, still over Jimmy? Why does he deserve that? And really, I couldn't make as good a case for Levon as I could could for Jimmy Gulabon. Uh, ben, you you set this into motion, so I, I'm not gonna put it all on you. We're a team here, but I, you can feel free to explain yourself.
1: Well, what I mean, I kind of opened the dock, and I was it was like I I just stared into the sun for a moment <laughs> I had to look away because I'm looking at this and I'm thinking this is the this is the the throne of of Logan Stever where. <laughs> where Mitchell Port and and Devin Carter were, you know, were vying to climb up the Iron Throne, but, you know, no success. And now here, you know, emerging from that, it's like we see these guys who, well, you see Le'Veon, who at least was present in the top five for all year. So that's maybe okay, even though I, I don't really think of him as a number one guy, you know, it's, it's the new crowd. So, you know, he's a very real title contender now, but then below that, though, it is where it really gets crazy. When you see Kevin Jack, Chris McCottie and Dean (laughs) Hile as the two, as the two, three and four guys. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, what, what is going on? Like, what is this world that we live in? Yeah. And, you know, I don't think of I don't think, you know I don't think of Jimmy Gulban as a number one guy. I think of him as an All American guy who can knock off some real good guys because that's who he is. It it's thirty three, which is you know that's that's what he is. In that you know he's right there with those guys, but he's not he he's not. I don't know. I don't see he's not a guy you'd think oh he's gonna he's gonna bump up and be number one. But just when you see the lack of experience you know you see the the use and quite frankly the losses um of these guys in the top five brutal it's it's like they don't have outside of the ncaa tournament kevin jack Gene Heil, they don't have the wins you know to to be you know even in the conversation right right they they don't but that happens so they're there and so it's like first we bump them up to number two and then it just kind of seemed like, oh, Le'Veon's an obvious number one. But then it's like, well, shoot, what's you know, what's his best win? What's Le'Veon's best win? And you know, and it's it's Dean Heil or it's Josh. Uh, it's Jeva, you know, like one of the beatdowns that he laid on Josh Jeva. Or Makati. And
0: those just aren't that great. Or, those aren't number one wins either, you know? No, no, they're not. Or you could throw Makati's, uh, Makati win in there. But, you know, the Heil wins that LeVon has, they were avenged. Uh, it, it was avenged at NCAs. He felled a Heil for for whatever it's worth. You know, he lost a Heil at NCAs. A lot of people, Ben, are going to have, of this group, the Maze, Jack, Makati, Heil, a lot of people are going to have Heil uh, as the number one guy um, of that group, uh, which, you know, obviously we, we disagree with. Um, if, if you want to elaborate on that, I mean, I just feel like, you know, the losses speak for themselves losses to Moss, Fisher, um, you know, Ward and, and Jack, and Makati Jeva. You know, I just uh, I, I can't go that far with Dean.
1: Yeah, and, and frankly, you know, it it, it I can't use, like it's it's a convoluted situation with with Jack beating Dean just a couple weeks before, or I think the week before conferences. Yeah. But you know, the thing is, ultimately, what Jack has to get that nod. Well, he doesn't have to, but we, you know, he got, he gets the nod in my mind because he beat Devin Carter. You know, he beat, which is, you know, which is better than beating Kevin. It, Jack. It's the best um, win
0: of anyone remaining. Um, right yeah this,
1: it,
0: his, it, it really is field.
1: so that puts... um, so it, he and Heil both had great tournaments and you know but he got the better win out of that even though Heil got the head-to-head and Kevin Jack also had the head-to-head you know in right before conference week he, he beat Heil then so I don't know it you know it's when you get these crazy co- triangles you gotta you gotta sort it out the best you can um and you know I, I think that's That's what we did, Um, and Chris McCotty winds up falling in the middle of that, Um, so collateral damage.
0: Yeah, yeah. With with Jimmy, it's, you know, just look at these wins. Uh, Mason Beckman twice, Corey Clark, um, Ryan Taylor, Zane Richards, DeJulius, Bruno, and DeVoy Alexander. Um, those those are just inarguably better wins than than Levon's. Like it's not even arguable. And then when you look at the losses, there there certainly Jimmy has. I mean J- Jimmy may have more losses, but when you consider the competition, this is something we talked about on the last one with one thirty three. One thirty three was an absolute meat grinder that cannibalized itself much of the year, and it was just a just a little bit tougher than forty one was, where you got. Mays losing to the you know Haran and Makati Hile, so I I don't know. It's tough. I didn't see it going this way. I was stunned when this was the um, conclusion we reached. But uh, ultimately, I, I think it's the right one. And and like we mentioned uh, last time with with Nashon, we don't really we don't consider moving up a weight like um, to be a negative. There's really not much data to prove guys moving up weight. And, and struggling really, we we just kind of take it all at face value, and that's what we did here, um, <laughs> to the highest degree. So, Jimmy at one, um, hashtag deal with it. That's that's what we're doing, and um, that's great. that's uh, that, that's our prerogative, and we, we feel great about it. Um, moving on past that top five that uh, of, of devastation, we've got. Rick Durso, back in the mix. Durso redshirted last year. Wrestled- welcome back, Rick. Yeah, welcome back. Um, you're welcome to this. Uh, you're you're welcome for this 141 field. Um, he wrestled at 149 the entire time on, on redshirt, and he was fine. He beat Lenny Richardson, C.J. Cobb, Neff, uh, so a couple All-Americans in there. Um, but we slotted him behind Abaddon and Ashnal, and you know people. People may question that, considering Dursa was an All-American, but kind of like we mentioned with, uh, and I forget who it was on the last podcast, but you know he slid on the podium at eighth two years ago, and w- was up and down that year. So I think he's, I think he's a perfect fit at eight. Yeah,
1: you, yeah, he was. You originally we had him a little higher, but it's you look at yes. Anthony Abedin, just a very. A very solid year. His losses to Jeva and Dardane, and then one to Spino, but, uh, and then at the NCAA tournament to on Mace. But, you know, if any of those are, are sketchy, it's, it's Spino, but but Spino himself is, isn't the, the worst of losses. And Abaddon just had more than a handful of high-quality wins outside of that. So I just think the body of work is there. The, uh, the quantity of... of Rather high quality wins, you know. Make Abaddon. and then Anthony Ashnall isn't much separate. They're very comparable guys, Anthony Ashnall and Anthony Abaddon. So comparable
0: that their initials and first names are the same, <laughs> um, <laughs> and they're both from Jersey. So they are comparable right. on so many levels. So, uh, yeah, yeah. a great, great observation there. Um, so yeah, we went with we went with Ashnall and Abaddon. The double A's ahead of Durzo. Um, w- one guy who, and let's talk about this UNC situation. Um, we're it's compelling. It's quite compelling, and it's eh, um, f- for for Evan Henderson. I mean, he's. I figure he takes a look at this 141. He might be licking his chops a little bit, um, but we ranked Ward, and you know I've I've heard speculation not from anyone you know connected to UNC, but. That Henderson was going up, and you know we—I reach out to every D1 coach for their lineup, and, and some get back with me, and some don't. And I haven't heard back about UNC's lineup, so um, you know I'm sticking with Ward at 41 and assuming Henderson will go up. But uh, I'll tell you what—it's not going to surprise me one bit. And and Henderson—he's got the trump card; he can go wherever he wants in this lineup. So if he decides to go 41. He's obviously a guy who could probably contend for this. Uh, he'll obviously contend for the title, but he's someone who could potentially be the number one ranked guy. But uh, we just didn't go with him. We went with Ward as their 41 representation. and He's a guy with two top five wins. He beat Jack and Heil last year. Um, losses to Spino, uh, Spizak, and Cruz are not terrible losses. So Ward's been a really uh, a pretty good guy, so I'm going to keep her keep your eye on uh, moving forward that may be a little bit under the radar.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It, it's interesting to watch guys like that. Well, you see um, guys like Jack and Heil, and earlier on in the in the season, it's, it's like you see losses to them, and, you know, they might keep a guy low. But then, you know, as they change throughout the, you know, as history progresses for us, you know than than those, and then we look back at a guy like Joey Ward and say, oh, those losses aren't so terrible now, and that's really kind of what it, it's become that he's, you know, kind of very quietly climbed up, uh, you know, to, to where he is in these rankings.
0: Yeah, quietly indeed. Um, Todd Preston, the guy back, you know, he I think he broke his wrist. He, it was a nasty injury. I was actually calling the match. He got hurt. At Eiws. He'll be back. We we um struggled sorting out this. I don't know. I want to say twelve on kind of mess. Uh, one guy that uh, we we went back and forth on was Joey McKenna, who really only had one tournament of production to rank his his Midland's performance, where he lost to Shy Brown. He beat Jeva, Steven Rodriguez, uh, and Laster. So it was it was not uh, he was not easy to place, but I think we we found a a good home for him at thirteen,
1: yeah, you know i I in a lot of ways not crazy about it when I just look at last year for Todd Preston when i when I see that he's in a whole yeah Joey McKenna wrestled a one week class or one one weekend one tournament, but in Todd Preston wrestled the whole season, but it's like in that one tournament, Joey McKenna kind of got better wins out of it. So I don't, you know, I'm not kidding, but but it is one tournament, and a guy can get hot for one, you know, for one tournament, and then he can miss way to the next, you know, you know. But uh, you, you know, you need Ouch. a bigger sample, so for Preston. That was Preston cold. In,
0: you just snuck right. that in
1: there. You just snuck it in. Jeez. I was gonna move right on, but yeah. Yeah. Um, Preston's been very solid for the last two years. He's been a a legitimate, you know, he's beaten good guys. Look into the previous year. He has a number of quality wins. So, you know, he, he's good where he is. And freshmen, I'm a firm believer, freshmen need to earn their rankings. So it's all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you you definitely, right.
0: you, you were advocating for McKenna a little bit higher over Preston. But I, I think uh, when you consider t- Preston's been just nothing but solid for so long, I, I think he gets the nod. And we'll wait and see with McKenna. I mean, McKenna's a guy. He could shoot up these rankings for all we know. I mean, he's such a talent. Absolutely. He's such a talent. And, you know, this weight is, maybe you could call it deep. I don't know if I would go that far. But uh, the the top of the field is not that far separated from 13, especially someone of uh, McKenna's caliber. Also, Randy Cruz, I'm – I'm super high on this kid next year. I, I watched him at EIWA's and NCAs last year. I know he was, like, so inconsistent last year. And that's just, maybe it's a cruise thing. But I I think uh, he's going to be a little more consistent this year, and I think he gets it done at NCAs and finds a way to get on the podium. I really like him. Um, he only comes in at 14 because, uh, you know, his best win is... Jamel Hudson or Steven Rodriguez? It's Steven Rodriguez is probably his best one. So it's like, you know, he's a talent, but you got to wait with him. Another guy I love is Baby J. Alfred Bannister. He beat Kevin Jack. Uh, he beat Laster and, and Bobby Rem. So I think he's going to do pretty well. But this is getting into that point where um, it, it got pretty tough to sort out for us.
1: Yeah, it, it really did, man. I see this and it's, it's it feels like there's a, deep drop-off and maybe it's not as big as it looks to me like in terms of, of results but it looks like there's a big drop-off from McKenna to Cruz um to me it's like I, I look at Randy Cruz's wins that they're over Jamal Hudson and Dante Rodriguez like those are his best wins of the year and then Rodriguez out of Illinois and I'm like man that's it, seem, it seems like you know he should be a little lower there. When you see that he also lost to Lucas Campbell and Isaiah Lowson. it's like man. But then it's like it's, there's just kind of a drop off after you know right around this point. There's we take a we we have a lower tier you know here at least in terms of, of on paper.
0: Yeah, and results um, wise.
1: Right, certainly they can transcend that, but you know it. It's a it's an adjustment to look at that, um, yeah. So baby J, man, I'm I'm not I I'm not crazy about it. I'm not crazy about it. Um, he, he's got the win over Kevin Jack, and that's about it in the wins column. Um, you know that's not all it is, but really that's that's kind of about it. And wins over Kevin Jack last year, how much do they mean? You know, it, it's like. At the NCAA tournament, they mean a lot, and maybe the last two weeks of the season they mean a lot. And it, I believe his his win over Kevin Jack came later in the season, but you know it, it's just it, it's hard to to know what to think when a guy like Kevin Jack turns it on so late like that, but does turn it on. It, it makes it interesting. But you know, Baby Jay is a he's a good wrestler. I'm sure he won't make us forget this.
0: Yes, yes. He better not. And he
1: doesn't either. It's not like he was out losing the guys. He didn't have bad losses.
0: Right. And that was kind of my sticking point for Baby J. The The losses of note were to Tyler Smith and Todd Preston, both of which are ranked. Um, as a true yeah. freshman, where we've talked about the inconsistency we've seen, the inconsistency we've seen with guys that aren't true freshmen. I mean, Randy Cruz was more inconsistent than, than Baby J was as a, as a true freshman. So, um. I, I get your your apprehension with him, and you're right. We don't know what a win over Kevin Jack really means. We don't know what a win over Dean Hile really means. It's it's really uh, up in the it's air. It's a moving huh? target. <laughs> they they really are. Depending on the time of year you beat these guys, it means something completely different. Cade Moss pins Dean Hile, but then you know Dean Hile he beats all these good guys. So it's just we're going to kind of come back to the same things, but. The point being a lot of inconsistent results that make it tough to rank. Solomon Chisco uh, out of Virginia Tech he I don't know if I've mentioned this to anybody but he's gonna be coming down to 141. Um, he would prefer to wrestle at 149 but um, Sal Mastriani's there. I think he's got the he's swinging the hammer there at 149 so and plus Solomon has such a smaller frame that it, it makes more. It just I think it makes more sense for the team, for him to come down. So he's uh, a guy who had most of his success um, last year at 149 when he beat um, a number of good kids, including Christian Pagdaleo. Um, so seeing him at 18 here, he's a guy, uh, super talented kid that, that the Virginia Tech staff is really high on. If he can get the weight under control... Uh, and don't be surprised if maybe we see a slow descent. Maybe he doesn't come down to 41 early in the year. That's not uh, inside information. That's just maybe a guess of what we might see um, with Solomon. But I think he's going to be a, a quality guy, and um, look for him to do look for him to do fairly well. So while we complain about the weight and the results, maybe are leave a lot to be desired from a ranking perspective. I see a lot of talent here. I mean, I see a guy like Mikey Rashado, who, by the way, is coming down to 141. I don't know if I've dropped that on you guys yet. Edgar Bright to 49, Rashado coming down. Uh, he's a pretty talented guy, albeit um, incredibly inconsistent.
1: Sure, yeah, there, there's definitely talent here. I mean, if you look at who's not ranked at this rate, and you right. see, you know, you see out of Clary and Brock Zacherl, you know, the guy who was, Almost, you know, our, our junior world team member, you know, uh, did quite well in the, you know, in the freestyle circuit, which, you know, doesn't isn't accounted for in these rankings, but nonetheless, there's something about the caliber of wrestler that he's become. Um, so, so you know, there there are things to look for, uh, you know, to to blossom in this weight class in time. It'll be it'll be cool to see that yeah. happen.
0: I, I um, agree. Like, and and I'm yeah. seeing I'm seeing a lot of. There, there's a lot of talented guys. not right. I mean, Brock Zacherl is one, one of my favorite guys in the country. I, I think he's fantastic. I think he's going to have a great year. Um, Tommy Thorne is going to be really, really good. I think Seth Gross is going to do well. Um, so there's three really solid freshmen. So this weight, if these guys can be maybe what I think they could be, uh, th- this could shape into a pretty tough weight. Sometimes weights can start and... You look at him, you're like, oh, geez, gross. But then they can round into... They can blossom into something beautiful. Um, Lucas Stewart for is, is another guy. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm from Virginia. I don't follow high school wrestling that closely, especially in Virginia, because it, it's, by and large, not very good. So why follow it? But Lucas Stewart's actually from Virginia. He wrestles at Campbell, and he's pretty dang good. He beat Zach Earl and Randy Cruz last year, and he's unranked.
1: So... And Caleb Irvin, who's not bad.
0: And Caleb Irvin, who is not actually that's Brock. He be uh oh, little brother Brock. Brock Irvin is also not bad. Brock Irvin is um I, I don't know, reading between the lines here, you know, Steven Rodriguez was someone we had ranked pretty high most of the year. Well, he's going all the way up to one sixty five uh next year. I don't know if I've even told you that yet, Ben. It's and um yeah. Brock Irvin gonna be wrestling at one forty one. So is this a situation where you know Brock's forcing him up. I don't know that, but Brock was a pretty good recruit, pretty good wrestler. So maybe that's what's going on. That's another guy at 141 for Illinois to keep your eye on Brock Irvin. So a lot of talent here. Um, you know we'll see. We'll see how it all shapes out. And these are preseason rankings, and these weights are obviously not set in stone. But uh, that's what we got uh, here at 141.
1: What do we What do we think could move into this? Like avoid at the top, if we'll call it that. What What appears right now to be a light at the top, you know, with with, with Levion and Jimmy. Maybe those guys aren't the lightest, but, you know, then you have these young guys beneath them, Kevin Jack, High, on Chris Like, right, well, Who are the prospects that could move down or move up into this weight, you know, when, when they take a look at it? You mentioned Evan Henderson.
0: Yeah, Evan. What Henderson, else did we look at? Evan, I could totally see. Um, you know, we mentioned Brewer. I really think he's set. I don't, I don't see any of these 33s going up, honestly. Not, not any of the top contenders. Clark, Taylor, um, Hall, Beckman, DeJulius, Bruno. I don't see any of those guys going up. Zane Richards isn't going up. Now, 49, who could come down? Um, Zane obviously isn't, uh, in my opinion. They got Jimmy there and he's going up. Um, so I don't see I don't see there being a ton of movement down. We'll see if I'm wrong. How About a Hunter Stever. Is that Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know. I'm totally sleeping on Hunter. Hunter totally totally should. Yeah. He should I mean I say should. Uh, I think I think it makes sense. And I'm not just saying this because of what Hunter was at 149 last year because obviously that was Flukish, or not Flukish, but he wasn't the same guy. He had no elbows. Okay, it's hard to wrestle. Right. It's hard to wrestle without elbows, apparently. Um, but it, I, I think it. I think 141 is where he's had success. He was the one seed at NCAAs as as a uh, sophomore. Sophomore. Yeah, I think I think he should go. I think he should go down. And then that makes room, and that kind of sets a series of things in motion, right? That'll that enables Keyshawn Hayes to take a red redshirt. And then that enables Micah Jordan to come down to 149, where I think he'll be very effective. And, you know, maybe we see Jake Ryan go at 157. Uh, Ohio State is not without options. They could go Keyshawn 41, Hunter 49, and Micah 57, and and they'll be fine. But I think if I'm Hunter and I can get these elbows sorted out and I'm seeing Jimmy and LeVon and Kevin Jack, I'm thinking there's my title there. I mean – if you're looking at it, and I don't know how wrestlers look at it. I've never been a good wrestler to know how they look at it, but you know, I'm looking at Jason Sertzis and Zane Rutherford and Brandon Sorensen and Evan Henderson, and I'm like, ever first of all, Evan Henderson is pinned Hunter Steuber, and then he's like maybe the fourth best guy at 49.
1: So I mean that that's been a, a way a ways back at this hey, point. Hey,
0: it still happened. You're all right. <laughs> listen, I I mentioned this on the first one. Ben's uh, Ohio State alum, so he's a uh, He's gonna always ride and defend his bucks, but as it stands, re- regardless, yeah. Hunter Steber, sure. he should definitely go down. And I'm sorry that I didn't think of it, and you had to basically pull it yeah. out of my mouth.
1: I don't think he's gonna, you know, if you look, if you're Hunter Steber, and you you've come in as a true freshman and beat the guys that he beat, you know, as a true freshman, and then went undefeated going into NCAAs, you know, I don't think that you're looking at any of these guys and being intimidated, but I think where it you, know, you know, he knows his body better than you and I do certainly, but, you know, maybe, you know, uh, the opportunity for that, for that to come perhaps the best one is, is just looking at what is probably the best fit for the team. Uh, you know, like uh, what, what, what's going to be the best lineup that they can, that they can put together. And I, I personally think, and you think, cause that's with him at, at 41, yeah um but you know it it especially coming recovering from some surgeries cutting a lot of weight isn't you know the best thing you know isn't always the best thing so there's a lot of things that could play into that i'm sure they'll figure it out it'll be interesting to see if any of these guys you know wind up dropping down the way these things usually go someone's probably going to be moving um we don't know it's tough to say who
0: yep it is tough to say who and uh as those changes come they'll they'll be reflected in the rankings and um, shoot i think i think we've done enough damage here ben is there is there anything else i mean uh, uh, i
1: th- i think it's all right. that's Billy, all right. jimmy uh congratulations on the, the crown wear <laughs> it in health
0: yeah wear it and enjoy it uh thank you guys for listening and we'll see you for 149 thanks